1: Let's talk a little bit about Generation Z. Remember, those are the ones born between the mid to late 1990s all the way up to the early 2010s. Well, they believe that they need an annual income of just over $100,000 for a comfortable life, disp- despite the average pay, of course, for them being about 45 dollars a year. A recent Abacus poll shows the different generations have, in fact, some very different perceptions of the income required for that so-called comfortable life. Let's go through some of them. Boomers. Boomers estimate that life would be about oh, $64,000. Gen X expects about 85000 Millennials projected 87000 And reality check, perhaps? Gen Z anticipates $100,000 or more. Generation Z faces financial challenges in today's economy, they will point out, like housing costs, high mortgage rates, and rising rental costs, like the other generations don't face those. But uh, reality check or not, the person writing about this is Rob Carrick in the Globe and Mail. Rob, you've done a great job of taking a look at this, and it makes me want to kick a Gen Z. No, I'm just kidding. But uh, reality check, uh, is this realistic? What are you finding out? Yeah, it's realistic. In fact, I would argue that they're underselling the
0: cost of, of a comfortable life for themselves. You know, the um, $100,000, you know, was a great Uh, It was a great threshold for a strong income about 10, 20 years ago. It's still a very, very good income, much higher than the median now, but it doesn't get you as much as it used to. And if you're young and you live in a big city where most of the country's population is and you make that much money, I question whether you're going to be able to afford your rent and save for a home down payment anytime soon. So when these young people are saying what they need to live comfortably, I think they're thinking a house. And if you want to own a house, I think in a big city, hundred K you, you probably will get one, but it'll take a while. And I don't know if the older generation will get that.
1: Well, fair enough. And actually, to qualify for a mortgage, uh, and it's not even big cities anymore, $100,000 is uh, on the low side for most houses right across the country, isn't it?
0: Yeah, for sure. You know, you'd need two partners making that. That's that's the uh, the bottom line here. You know, I mean, the hundred thousand is really sort of an abstract idea. You know, we're asking people to pull a number out of their heads. What what do I need? But I think it is super interesting how the number just goes up and up and up from every generation. And uh, the interpretation of that is that the more you have, the less you think you need to, as an income because you've already acquired these big assets. And the younger you are, you think I don't not only need to afford to own the assets, I need to afford to buy them. So the whole down payment saving thing disappears. Once once you get past the Gen Z and millennial age.
1: Yeah, I find this interesting, uh, boomers and Gen X, like uh, the boomers estimating $64,000, I guess. Maybe they're saying that's for them, not for us.
0: Yeah, I, I think that's kind of a laugh. I, I mean, I know lots of boomers and 60, uh, 64,000 a year, I don't think that would uh, do it for their lifestyle. So I think maybe they're underselling it a bit. But you know, it, it's just the feeling they have that I've acquired a lot of the things I'm going to want in life. And I figure I could get by a little less income and or, or a modest income. And then, you know, the Gen Xers are a little bit, they haven't quite got everything they want, so they need more. And then you get millennials and Gen Z who have nothing and they're just starting out and they're thinking, wow, it's going to take so much to get me where i want to go that's why they're just pulling the six figure number out of their head in the, in the gen z bracket
1: yeah but still it is a six figure number realistic or not and what they're making when they start out is about 45 grand that's a big yeah. difference are they optimistic about the economy or are they uh kind of pessimistic
0: i think i think they're sour you know and i think housing's a big part of it i think they're starting to think that you know we had uh We had this huge run up on housing during the pandemic as interest rates were down and the bank of Canada raised rates. And so prices fell, but the uh, the higher mortgage rates sort of offset all the benefit of lower, uh, lower prices. And now if you look at what's happening in Vancouver and Toronto and Calgary, other cities, the housing market's starting to take off again. And they were starting to wonder if you're in your twenties, will I ever be able to afford to own a house in one of the big cities where most of the jobs and, uh, where most of the jobs are and where my family and friends are and all that stuff. And they're starting to think, no, I don't think I ever will. And they're not happy about it.
1: You know, I'm a Gen Xer and at uh, the very old, old side of the Gen X, but a Gen Xer. And for years, I wondered about home ownership, was lucky enough to uh, etch out uh, a mortgage. But I, I, I think that if uh, today's circumstances were such when I was starting out in Vancouver, I wouldn't be able to afford it. So I look to the other side of it, and that's renting. But we're hearing so many stories that even when it comes to renting, this new generation, Generation Z, coming into the job market, they can't afford rent you know, normally renting would be sort of a refuge
0: from the high uh, expensive housing market. So you could say, I'm gonna rent, and you have to rent for longer than I want, but I'll save money and I'll end up with a down payment. But rents are up about 20% from their pandemic lows. It's about $350 a month on average across the country. And
1: <clears throat>
0: rent increases are, are consistently coming in at high single or double digits. And so you can't really save much when you rent anymore. You know, there used to be this rule that you should save 30%, you should spend 30% of your income on your, uh, on your rent, no more than 30%. But a lot of people are doing 40 and 50%. So if you're doing that, by the time you add in the cost of uh, running your household, groceries, you have a little uh, a little leisure uh, you pay for, there's not really much left over for the home down payment fund. So maybe it's going to take you 10 years or 15 years. Uh, that, that could be the time horizon a lot of uh, Gen Zs are looking at.
1: And when you talk about that, Rob, you also uh, mentioned and wrote about this, uh, delaying or not having children, that's going to be uh, a bit of a difference, isn't it?
0: I think it's already a difference. You know, I I do a podcast for the world, and it's called Stress Test. It's designed for uh, Gen Z and millennials, and we just did an episode recently on – young adults who are deciding not to have kids. And we had no shortage of of people who are willing to talk to us about the situation. They're just sizing up the economy. Some are adding global warming into this climate change. Um, But there's an economic sense that they don't know if they can pull off getting a house and having kids and incurring daycare costs and all the other costs. And they're deciding... Uh, they, they, at this point in their lives, they're not going to do it. They may change their minds, but um, you, you don't have to go far to find young people saying they're, they're opting out of, uh, out of having kids.
1: Opting out of not having kids. Uh, what about uh, living with others and sharing when it comes to rent or even mortgages? Are we seeing more of a desire, I shouldn't say desire, a necessity to split some of that cost?
0: Totally. Uh, we, we absolutely are. I mean, there's, there are... House sharing arrangements that are that you're seeing, you know, multi-generational families, uh, uh, friends are, are buying houses together. I'm hearing lots of stories about uh, people in their later 20s and early 30s, people who thought they were long done with having roommates are looking for roommates because their rent's so expensive and they can't get ahead. And so uh yeah, I th- I think sharing is uh, it's a terrible solution because you should be past that by the time you're uh, you know you're in the in the working world, you've got a career and you've got a good income and all that stuff. But apparently you uh you know rents are so expensive now that even people who are doing just fine for themselves are finding themselves overloaded. So yeah, sharing's a, sharing is a new a new thing. In fact, I'm got a column on the go about uh, a group that helps uh, uh single Women who are retired find roommates because they are a group who can't afford their rent anymore.
1: Rob, I'm looking forward to that column. I always enjoy your read in the Globe and Mail. Thanks so much for spending time with us as we continue to explore explore some of these challenges fa- facing Generation Z going forward. Great chat. Thanks. Thanks, and have a good weekend.